It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. All right, so let's dive in to part two of the 2023 Q&A. For those of you who haven't listened to part one yet, it was released a little over a week ago, and that one was specifically focused around relationships because I actually got a lot of questions around friendships and romantic relationships, and I decided it would be a lot easier just to split it into two parts, one of which focused on a specific topic, and this one is going to be a little bit more all over the place uh, in terms of topics, but I would say all of them are very relevant to the podcast and insights, I think, that are great to kind of just, um, I think, consider for yourself as well going into the new year. So the first three questions here, it looks like she took the questions from the card game, the What Fulfills You card game. Um, If you guys don't have it and you are curious to check it out, you can find it at whatfulfillsyou.com. This card game was released uh, about two years ago, and it's something that I put a lot of thought and effort into. And Um, These questions, just as a backstory for those of you who are not familiar with the card game, these questions helped me in my personal growth journey, a lot of which I kind of developed on my own in terms of questions and diving deeper into myself and my personal vision in life. And um, I, I very much adopted these questions from like 20 years old through uh, probably like 24 and they turned into kind of like a card deck. So the first question is around if you could tell your younger self from five years ago a piece of advice, what would it be? Okay, so I'm 26 now and five years ago I was 21. And let me just like maybe try to go as specific to five years ago as possible. So five years ago, December what year is it right now? It is 2023. So five years ago would have been 2018. Yes. And at the time I was actually in a relationship with my then boyfriend. Um, I was a senior in college and, you know, I was at a time in my life at 21, senior year of college. I'm very happy with the way I approached my life at that time because it very much led me to be in the position I am today in all areas of my life. But, you know, I'm recording this sitting here in Guadalupe, Colombia, um, very much on this, in this beautiful cabin with my current boyfriend. And um, looking over the lake here, you guys might hear some background noise. And, you know, I'm, I'm in this position and I say that literally like physically and emotionally in terms of 
the growth I've gone through and also to be here financially as well. Um, the growth, I think, impacts a lot of me as a person and then how I show up in relationships. And the financial aspect affects how I'm able to live life a little bit more freely um, at the age of 26. And so I don't know if I would like tell myself anything different than the things I told myself then besides keep on this path even when it gets tough or even if no one else in your friend circle is doing the same. At 21, I was indulging in leaders like Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins, Ray Dalio. I was interested in finance and investing. I was interested in uh, trying to be a full-time entrepreneur. At the time, I did not have my social media agency. I was I did not have this podcast yet. In fact, I um, was months away from starting my first podcast, which was Young and Ambitious. And I was very, very intrigued and interested in starting a podcast. I always felt like I had thoughts to share. Um, I took feedback from a lot of girls I've met along the way who came to me with specific types of questions. And it seemed like I picked up on the theme that, hmm, it seems like a lot of women especially enjoy asking me these questions and enjoy the way I approach the decision-making process and just life as a whole. And I realized the adversity I went through six years ago when I was 20, um, it led me to learning, having such deep insights at a young age and then being able to give back to people when they were struggling. It's something that I wish I had um, as well. Like I wish I had people to go to when I was younger and struggling. And um, I certainly didn't really have female uh, role models in that way. So I think that affected me overall. And then, you know, that kind of saying it's like, it's a lot easier to be the person you wish you had, basically. And so, um, you know, I started that journey five years ago. And while not many people in their early 20s were also on a similar journey, um, which did, yes, make it feel lonely. I I learned to find groups of people then or individuals that were on that journey, even if they were close in my age. And, and what happened was um, I, I went out of my college bubble. I started to become friends with fellow creators and content creators, influencers, whatever you want to call them. I became friends with them out in Southern California. And that helped me feel like this life is a possibility because I was then surrounded by people that were doing what I speculated could be possible for me. And by doing so, it enabled me to A, see that it's possible and B, um, learn from other people as well and, and also contribute new ideas as kind of like uh, the person at the bottom of the totem pole, if you will. Um, so that's really what I would say is, you know, 21-year-old Emily, keep doing what you're doing. Ignore people that are telling you not to, right? I think most of the time, especially at that age, parents, family, colleagues, friends who are more uh, conventional thinking, mind you, nothing is wrong with that at all, okay? Just want to make that clear. But there is a truth to the lonely path or that feeling of loneliness to some degree when you are exploring 
a journey and a path that is not suited for the majority, right? And so there will be a lot of times where you have internal battles of, is this right for me? People are disagreeing with me. Should I do this? Um, You have to listen to yourself and your own desires and you have to think about what that would look like by making this decision now, however old you are right now. What does that look like two to three years down the line, right? And again, remember things will shift. But like I'm saying, um, had I not had that level of conviction five years ago and then applied myself and, you know, through trial and error, learned the ropes, I wouldn't be speaking on this podcast and being able to share this with you guys. And I would not be in this amazing relationship right now. Um, I would not be in this like beautiful, peaceful retreat that I'm in here in Colombia, like in a different country. Um, Lots to catch up with you guys on about my personal life. But um, all that to say, I can assure you that had I not taken those risks and decisions, I would not be in this specific position today. The next question from the card game, do you believe everything happens for a reason or do we have more control over our fate? I want to preface something. Um, I probably alluded to it before on the podcast, but I personally am not a big astrology girl. Um, Just personally, uh, that's not for me. Now, I want to say it's not that I have anything against it. I just want to say that that I don't apply astrology and horoscopes or anything kind of in that realm to my belief on uh, what the future holds and where my life is supposed to be, etc. I would say that I, in terms of human behavior, I've applied a lot of understanding of psychology and you know, personality tests such as like the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs to describe and understand my own human behavior um, as well as others and how I've utilized that to improve my relationships and to be more mindful of where my weaknesses are or where I tend to overcompensate and vice versa. I've always had this uh, pretty clear answer, which is I believe that in life it's 50-50. I believe that life as a whole is a domino effect of our decisions. And that's like from years back leading up to now, okay? Um, The other half, I believe, is just timing. However timing looks, it's, it's coincidence, it's fate, it's destiny, it's just, I don't know, it could be any of the three or you know, sometimes it's all the three, who knows? Um, So I I believe that plays a role, right? Um, Timing, the timing of things, the timing of scenarios. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. The reason why I... I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, we have control over our fate or whatever. I will say with certainty, though, that the decisions we make in our life have a huge domino effect into the results years to come. You know, um, I'm going to be candid. I was in a relationship last year. I shared, I believe, last year as well that I was going through a difficult time emotionally because of that relationship and and it wasn't actually because of a bad thing in fact it was it was more of like a sad story where primarily because of this person's life decisions in the past it had a domino effect leading into us meeting and very much uh the result of this person's past life decisions and i think at the time of our relationship, maybe slightly like present as well, um, it made it really difficult for us to be an aligned fit despite love and all of that kind of connection being very, very much present. Um, but it was the fact that this person made very poor life decisions years before meeting me that didn't enable him to be in a better position to to enjoy and be in a more established relationship with me. And, you know, that's, I think, as detailed as as I'll get right now, but, like, it very much was a a sad story of, like, you know, shit, our lives are different. And it's not to say that he couldn't have been in a better position. And also, I want to share, too, like, interestingly, I very much wasn't, um, I wasn't against that I was actually extremely patient in um, his process, I think, to get to a different place to for us to be in a better alignment. Um, but I think in, in the end, it just was so evident that that was not going to be in alignment and those past decisions very much had a strong domino effect. Um, and I could say the same in a more positive light about my current relationship where interestingly my partner we're actually from the same hometown area of Pennsylvania but we met in Medellin, Colombia um, you know this year and it's fascinating because in learning about one another in like where we grew up and where we've been throughout the years there's certainly plenty of times that we probably actually physically crossed paths. Um, that's both in Pennsylvania and Miami, because he lived there as well prior to Medellin. Um, but what's fascinating is that him and I read 
not just not to be trivial but like we read the same exact books and those books were the same ones that had a huge impact on us and that level of impact made us decide for make certain decisions in our life that uh, led us on this path where meeting each other was I don't know what you could say and we met through a mutual friend too right but like um, we met I guess you could say serendipitously coincidentally timing was better this time around I don't know um but that was one part of it right but I was fascinated to really observe that had we not made very similar decisions in our past and I'm saying similar decisions for ourselves as individuals I don't think I genuinely, genuinely do not think that we'd be able to be in this relationship today. And so it's kind of like, uh, I guess, an irony per se, where both of us needed to have done that work to be able to align the way we do today. Like both him and I are very growth-oriented people. We're very business-oriented as well. We're huge visionaries. We, we, we want to live life to the fullest we have a zest for life and it's it's literally like the decisions he made when he was 18 and likewise for myself like that that has led us (laughs) to where we are at now and to me that's fascinating because that is the domino effect of our life choices and the luck of the draw is being put in a position to meet someone like one another and being able to capitalize and actually enjoy that opportunity, right? Because I can say for myself, if I wasn't in this position in terms of development and growth orientation and understanding for when it comes to being as best, as good of a partner as I can every day in a relationship, you know, without that work, even if he had done the work, it would make it, it would create a lot of friction for us to be together, if that makes sense, right? So, those are two examples when it comes to like at least relationships. I could say plenty of other examples in terms of domino effect. But all that to say, I think like meeting my now boyfriend, that was, you know, timing. And the decisions I made to to be the person I am today. And on top of that, you know, booking my flight to Medellin, Colombia, which actually is a quick tangent too. I was... My, the mutual friend that introduced us, Mike Yu, actually, he's been on this show, he actually invited me to come visit Medellin like two months prior to me actually doing so. He texted me and was like, hey, you should come visit sometime. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll put it on my list at some point, right? Fast forward two months later, I was in a tough time in life and I really needed to shift environments. And... I decided like, you know what, I've never been to South America, I've never been to, I've never thought of going to Colombia, never thought of Medellin, but hey, at least I have a friend there, let me go. Timing, decisions, both, whatever you want to call it, you know, I made the decision to book that flight three days before I flew, I made that decision to go in June instead of April, and that, I don't know, maybe just enabled, it was better timing because ironically, my boyfriend at the time, he had just moved to Medellin two weeks before I actually arrived uh, during my trip. And so I think that's kind of ironic where, you know, maybe had I actually said, yeah, let me come in April or May or something, uh, we wouldn't have crossed paths, my partner and I. So like I said, timing, fate, 
and or <laughs> decisions, um, I think all of them play a big part. Another question she asked is, how did you know what it was that fulfilled you? And she prefaced, it might be a silly question. <laughs> no, this is not a silly question. You know, for me, it's crazy. Without the adversity, the emotional and mental adversity I went through, especially at such a young age, I would not have come to this thought process of life fulfillment and long-term happiness. I realized what fulfills me is relationships because when I was 20, my ex-boyfriend, my college ex-boyfriend, we broke up for about eight months. And as I've shared on this podcast before, we broke up because I, at the time, had repetitive patterns that was not ideal in a healthy partner. And it came to a point where he, and, and I want to preface, it was, it was very like, you know, typical childish, <laughs> immature, unhealthy behaviors, you know what I mean? Nothing too extreme, just, just, you know, flat out unhealthy, underdeveloped, and had there not been a halt to it, um, <laughs> you know, probably would continue. But that's why I said it's actually a great thing that he broke up with me, because he drew a boundary, he drew a line, and was like, hey, you know, as much as I love you, like... I'm, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. So that left me uh, staring at the apartment we lived in, the dog we had together. Um, it left me kind of dumbfounded. I was in shock. Um, and then I kind of also realized I didn't have close girlfriends. I didn't have any friends, to be honest. Um, ones that at least I could rely on like the way I do today. And I remember... I was like, well, I seem to have a lot of things going for myself, but the lack of relationships was was like this oof, like the aha moment. I felt empty. I felt just so utterly lonely. I, I had no one to share anything with, both the, the highs and lows. And so I remember I thought about it for a few months and uh, I, was, I was going into Chapman University. I was transferring there. And... I was like, wow, you know, this, uh, (laughs) I could have everything in the world, but without relationships, I mean, all types of personal relationships, without that, I I couldn't see myself feeling fulfilled or, or happy to some degree. And it's not about needing other people, but it's about connection and community and being connected with like-minded people, both a romantic partner, right? That's why it's so important to have an aligned romantic partner when you do, but also girlfriends. And so that year I was going to be a junior in college and I was very intentional with the women I was going to let in to my life. It was, it was a long process, mind you, a long process. Took, you know, junior and senior year to really discover that. But it was the best feeling ever once I was able to connect with women along the way that really showed me values that I was looking for, loyalty, integrity, just friendship, you know, those, especially in women, like I was looking for that, you know, just strong, supportive, loyal women. And and that's how I knew. I, I just knew because I didn't have it. And when you don't have it, uh, and, and long enough, especially, you come to realize why that is the missing element. And I think um, that's why a lot of wealthy people have uh, shared that as well. You know, a lot of people who are multimillionaires who have, you know, had it all, right, monetarily, but they didn't have the people or someone to share with. That's why they come out and, and tell you, like, money isn't everything. 
And I think if you ever watch, um, I'm a huge tennis girl, right? So if you ever watch like the US Open and when a player wins the match or when they win the entire Grand Slam, who do they go to when they win, right? They drop dead on the court, they're crying, then they stand up and they run to their player box, which is full of their family, their coaches, their whole team. And that's who they celebrate with, right? Because at the end of the day, you can have all the money in the world, you can have all the success in the world, but without the relationships, without the people, it means nothing. Um, so for me, that's how I knew. I just, I had a lot of reflection and I experienced it myself firsthand. <laughs> All right, uh, more questions here. How do you take care of yourself when you are under the weather and manage energy? And this person specifically said that they feel a lack of it right now and they've been getting better at noticing when they resist just having less energy as the body is using more of it to recover instead of working and growing. Yeah. How do I take care of myself when I'm under the weather? I 1000% allow myself to rest. I've always been, I'd say especially the past two years, I've always been this way, mainly because like as much as I wanna, you know, if something is due or I need to get my work done or whatever it is, I just know I can't show up fully myself if I'm not feeling physically the best and mentally too for sure so if it's a physical thing if i'm feeling like i had a cold or i feel a little bit sick or whatever i do all types of self-care things i i rest in bed usually if that's the case or i take like a day at home um i'm i'm ordering i, I probably just won't use my energy to like cook necessarily or unless i can like you know heat up some bone broth i love bone broth uh when i'm feeling sick i actually took this um, um i guess you could say advice or whatever tip from kylie jenner a while back but i love bone broth i know it's really good for you i usually just rest you guys like i'll read maybe and if i don't even have the energy to read i would just rest you know i'll take a nap i'll sleep it through and i'll literally just do nothing and as weird as it feels i just know that if i don't do it then it'll take longer to recover so i'm very in the mindset of the longer i hold off on doing what i need to do the longer it'll take me to come back to what i need to do <laughs> so um i try to do that uh you know I'm, I'm very into holistic medicine as well if if it's physical now if it's mental where i'm like just under the weather mentally my energy is drained um i love going outside being in the sun i love going on walks I do this in New York as well. Um, that's one of the things I love about the city. Interestingly, I know people who love nature. They feel like they can't do that in a city like New York. But for me personally, I love to go walk on the West Side Highway. And I'll go for like, I don't know, a one, one and a half hour walk. And I'll just walk. I'll listen to a podcast. I'll listen to music. I'll do the whole shebang. I'd say long walks and just being outside in like good sunlight and uh, really just being able to physically move my body often helps me when I'm feeling energetically drained and just not having it and I think that's the thing too is I've noticed anytime I shift what I do energy wise it helps me a lot so instead of like staying at my computer being like oh my god if I get up right now and go on a walk I'm going to not get this done soon enough no what I've discovered is when I feel like I need to get up and go on a walk or I'm just energetically drained, I'll do a walk, like a short walk even, maybe it's 30 minutes and I'll call a friend 
or um you know I'll, I'll listen to music i'll start dancing i'll do something though that's like very almost counterintuitive and i definitely encourage you to explore what works for you i know it's gonna feel weird at first especially if you hate that feeling of doing something that's counterintuitive but i can assure you um it's just it it, it works magic and um especially if it's an energy thing just go out and move your body there's just nothing better than a nice long walk and letting your brain just kind of you know do its thing another question she said what are consistent values of yours that you've seen in yourself over your 20s and perhaps throughout your younger youth as well um what you prioritize and what you put your time and energy into i would say a consistent value of mine uh since i was 20 is around integrity i've always been adamant about doing the right thing even when no one is looking doing the right thing because that's who i am not because i was requested to or not because it's what i need to do or what society told me to do but because this is who i am by nature and that's something i can't say i was always like not to say i wasn't an honest person but i didn't start to prioritize it to the level i i do now until I was about 20 or 21, it just became apparent to me that I needed to uh, prioritize that. And I wanted to show up as that type of person. I wanted to be spoken about as that type of person, the type of person that, that does things with integrity and takes accountability. And I know that the world and society and friends and community, people can't, if, if we want people to be more like something, I think the, the best place to look first is like, ask yourself, am i showing up that way right so um i would say like just in terms of values that's probably the biggest one in terms of what i prioritize and what i put my time and energy into i think most of my life i've been very good at prioritizing what is important to me so skating so back in my youth that was skating that was tennis um it's been working out, like keeping, taking care of my physique, taking care of my body, eating well. I put my energy into, honestly, just things that I enjoy. I've been very good at consistently not doing what other people are doing for the sake of feeling included. And this one is a very tough one because I know what FOMO feels like and I know just that feeling of, oh, you know, should I be doing that instead because everyone else is doing it? You know, like I alluded to earlier, I wouldn't be where I am today had I followed that framework. Just like a lot of athletes will talk about and a lot of successful people will talk about, consistency over the years is what gets them there and what has gotten them there. It's not an overnight thing. It's not a after one year thing or after two years. It literally happens on like year five sometimes or year 10 even. And I think that's what I recognize is like, this is just a long game, right, of life. And so to me, I prioritize the things that will matter to me down the road. And, you know, when I say that out loud, it makes me think of relationships, right? So I'll, I'll do an example. Work and doing well in work and everything like that, that's very important to me. Um, but it's also important for me to be able to maintain healthy dynamics in my relationships and what that looks like is for example if i have a friend out in la or austin texas or somewhere far 
we make time mutually make time to have a FaceTime or like my best friend from college Nicolette she'll just FaceTime me randomly like and maybe it's like that day I'm just like getting ready for the day and I'll answer and like I'll be doing my makeup and talking to her while I'm getting ready for the day and so uh, I think I share that because I'm alluding to the fact that I prioritize what is most fulfilling to me which is you know this podcast and the work that I do and being able to create as a content creator but I also make time for dinners with friends if we're in the same city or like whenever I'm back in New York uh, outside of my travels I'm ensuring that I'm always seeing my closest friends and and I'll text them before I even come back I'm like hey are you free on Thursday to grab dinner or grab lunch or whatever or maybe it's like I have a collaboration with a restaurant I'll invite them to it with me you know what I mean and so I would say the ultimate answer is I've always lived life to the beat of my own drum I've put my time and energy into what I care about not what other people care about and that includes parents and family you know and I know that's really really tough and I want to say too that it doesn't mean that I don't respect their opinions but respecting someone else's thoughts and opinions does not have to be exclusive with not pursuing life to my own terms you know what I mean um so that that would be the best way I could describe and, and and respond to that answer and the last question she asked um curious about your relationship with faith higher power or spiritual practices if you have any yeah um I know I actually don't talk about this one much but I would say I have my own spiritual practices if you will through mindfulness, um, a lot of which I picked up from Titian Han. Uh, he, in my own words, he's the person that brought Buddhism and mindfulness to Western culture, or, or at least like made it more popular in a way. Um, he's actually Vietnamese, and so you know I'm Vietnamese by heritage, by ethnicity. <laughs> my parents are from Vietnam, um, but I've applied a lot of that. I guess to me, I consider Buddhism more of a, I don't know, I don't consider it a religion. I certainly don't. Um, But I consider it like a way of life, a way of being. And mindfulness specifically is what I take from it, especially when it comes to the way I observe other people in terms of compassion and suffering and um, a lot of what he's taught, I, again, I, I can't recite a lot of it on my head, but all of that to say, I've used a lot of the, the readings and the thought practices in my own life by becoming more compassionate towards other people, by being able to forgive a lot, a lot easier than I did, you know, 10 years ago, certainly. Um, I became a lot more empathetic I became a lot more of a loving human being um, as a way of life. And I think just that practice, I guess you could say like that spiritual practice has helped me just act and be in a way of love more than anything. And I really love that. I adopted that about a little over a year ago. Um, It's completely gone in waves, ups and downs, of course, but the practice itself has been so immensely helpful for me. It's something that I align with um, with my partner as well. It's something I've talked about on this podcast in previous episodes, probably earlier this year, 
and um, I really found that it made me just a lot more of a softer and kinder human being while still again having my you know boundaries and whatever we want to call that but I think it helped me be a lot more understanding and I lived in a state of love a lot more than any kind of state of anger, resentment, frustration, um, which stems from a lower frequency, if you will. So I've enjoyed mindfulness. If you're curious about it, I will list the book recs in the show notes. You have more curiosity about it as well. Please always feel free to DM me in um, Instagram. Uh, you can DM what fulfills you at what fulfills you or at Emily E. Duong. Either is fine with me, but I love chatting with you guys. And I hope this Q&A was fun to tune into, whatever you're doing. If you're listening to this on New Year's Eve, happy freaking New Year. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and being a longtime listener if you have been. I'm so, so excited to really bring a whole new level to the podcast in 2024. There is a lot of new things coming. And so for those of you who have been waiting for that moment or have been, you know, really curious to see some different shifts in the podcast, just know that it is coming. And so please be sure to subscribe to the show if you're not already. Follow and keep up on Instagram and I will chat with you guys in the new year. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.